to Wisdom or Waffle. Wisdom? Waffle? Welcome to our podcast, where you get to decide who is talking more wisdom or more waffle. And we are your lovely hosts, Andy and Katie. Hello and welcome to episode three of Wisdom and Waffle podcast. We are back and delighted to be here with you. So thank you for listening again. Yes. And go on. So we're sat here with some um, nice tea. It's a bit of a grey Sunday out there. Um, and we are enjoying some tea. Andy, where's this tea come from? This tea has come from our first ever fan mail. Woohoo! So wonderful Chloe and James have been listening in. And they sent us a handmade... So you've got sort of like cardboard, what do you call it? It's like recycled cardboard with a nice sunflower on the back. It says, with love. And the message says, Dear Andy and Katie, we want to send you a little pick-me-up to brighten your day. I'm so happy that you are together at last, being in lockdown together. It must be so comforting, especially at this time. And it is. Your podcast was brilliant. You are such a generous, funny and forgiving couple and it's so beautiful. Looking forward to a catch up when this is all over. And they put in two bags of tea. Mmm, pucker tea, a peace pucker tea and uh Relax organic. So this is a deeply soothing fusion of chamomile, fennel and marshmallow root. And are you feeling soothed? I haven't had a sip yet. I'm letting it. <laughs> it says I should infuse for up to 15 minutes. And I think it's been infusing for about five and a half. Oh, right. So and I also don't like to drink things when they're piping hot. You oh, know this yes. about me. Okay, this is a hilarious story. <laughs> Andy um, loves tea. We both like drinking tea. Oh, and gosh, um, we'll going? often make cups of tea. And I'll make him a cup of tea and then... Honestly, he just waits and waits and waits, and it will probably be like an hour later. The tea has been barely touched, barely touched, mm. and it's cold. And just you find, I walk around the house, and there's like three quarters full cups of tea around the house that are all cold. Because not plural. <laughs> Sometimes that might have happened. But I think there's just this little window because right at the beginning it's too hot. You really hot. don't like hot tea, do you? No, it's going to burn my mouth. I don't. I'm not interested for the first bit. Whereas Katie likes to slurp it. <laughs> Katie likes to have a good old slurp, of which I find funny. Are you going to demonstrate? No, it's a really bad slurp. She doesn't do that. Not <laughs> no, quite. I don't do that. But like, it's not nice. but I guess it's cooler, isn't it? Or it cools it? Why? Why do people slurp? Why do people slurp tea? When it, I think it's when it's really hot liquid. You suck it into your mouth so that in the sucking it in, it cools it during that process. So, yeah, you don't burn your mouth. Yeah. So the way I don't burn my also, mouth... It's also horrible. I don't like it. No, it's not, is it? You, you I, know, don't do it too badly, do but it. it is one thing. We had to have the discussion, didn't we? To you've, say had, like, you've picked it up on a couple of times. I Just like the, on one odd time, you've been like, um, that's a lovely noise. I know, because the way I don't burn my mouth, I just don't drink it when it's piping hot. No, you just wait. I just wait, good strategy, but then ideally should then have a sense check of when it's cooling and then mm. strike and drink the tea. Usually it's an hour later and it's cold. I suppose because I wander off into another room to get something or do some other work, or I just get distracted or engrossed. It's normally that I'm engrossed in what I'm doing. Anyway, it's very classic for... Uh, as English people to talk about tea, isn't it? It is. But we want to say thanks for this tea. Yes, and lovely. not just for us, of course we appreciate gifts, but lots of your relatives or your friends or family might also at this time 
appreciate a little handmade gift. And if there's ever a time to do a little bit of crafting or send a little gift, yeah, it's now. It was just in a little first, a little envelope. It's nice. So let's go into this topic, shall we? Um. Yes, definitely. So, so we asked out on Instagram to mm. for people to suggest some topic ideas. Yes, we did. We got a few uh, weird ones from people that we don't even know. Classic. Uh, but the one we landed on was serendipity. Yeah, from my cousin Lindsay. Thanks, Lindsay. So we're going to go into serendipity and talk a bit about what it means to us when we've had serendipitous moments or not, if some of us believe more than others. Mm. And we might ask you about your thoughts on serendipity a bit later as well. Mm. And we've even had a little warm-up whereby last night, so Saturday night, we've gotten into a bit of a routine where we have like a dinner date with um, another person or couple. And we were talking to Andy's auntie and uncle. Um who and we were talking about just this topic so we've had a little warm-up and some inspiration from them so we are ready to bring you hopefully some wisdom today so katie shall we begin you love the dictionary corner (laughs) what is the definition of serendipity i do love the definition so serendipity serendipity yep is the fact of finding interesting or valuable things by chance The fact of finding interesting or valuable things by chance. And what do you think about serendipity, Andy? I believe in it. I believe in it from a... I think things do happen for a reason, but I also, in line with that, think that we have to create the right conditions for things to happen or set intentions clearly and then be aware enough for them to happen so we can take opportunities. Like, if we walk through life not aware, then we miss those opportunities. And do you think you've always believed in it? Or has this been something that's... Not always. When I was (laughs) four, (laughs) three years old, I just believed in making sandcastles as often as possible. In your adult life, let's (laughs) say that. Uh, um, Have you always believed in serendipity? I think... I think it probably goes in hand in hand with being quite a creative person mm-hmm. and believing that creativity is a process where you tap into the moment and things happen and things emerge. And even when we were designing or university designing, we'd have this phrase of like happy accidents. So where you sort of try and do one thing that didn't work, but then something else happened as a result of it. Mm. Like you would try and be cutting a piece of wood and you'd cut it in the wrong place and the, but therefore this new thing would be a solution for somewhere else. And you'd be like, I didn't think that would happen. Mm. Or you set a machine up to do something. It doesn't do what you want, but it does something else. And you're like, wow. I mean, it's good that it did something else that was like productive and not it didn't hurt you. <laughs> I mean, that also can happen as well. But then that wouldn't be serendipity because it wouldn't be something valuable. Although yeah. maybe it would. Because I think the bit of there, you've got, to, you've got to ask yourself, could this be valuable? Rather than disregard it. Yes. So then I think it comes down to perspective as to how you look at things in life, right? Mm. So I'm a bit... So you're very much on the, I believe in serendipity. I believe in, I think, God love. Yeah, go <laughs> Love and serendipity, that's yeah. what Andy believes in. And I'm dubious. Um, I'm not so sure. So what story do you have to help convince me of serendipity? So I've got two stories. 
first one I'm going for, can I tell the how we met story? You can. So this story... Obviously I know this already. Kitty knows the story, <laughs> but you don't may not know the story. But this is in terms of whether this is serendipity or not. So like many people do meet in relationships, working... Myself and Katie met on a youth programme, helping young leaders all around the world do social things to make a difference. And at the beginning of this project, I was leading and I had the choice of who to have in the team. Yeah, so you were course director and you had to choose four coaches? Six, I think. Six coaches plus some... And we had four or five and there was one place left. And the director of the company, John said, Andy, we've got these two people that we could employ. And I knew one of them. And I said, she's incredible. I really back her. She's really talented. Yeah, you'd worked with her before, hadn't you? Yeah. And I still do. And then John said, but there's this girl called Katie. I really think she's got what it takes. And then in that moment, the only decision I could have made was about this other person I knew, not about you. Mm. So then I said to John, it's out of my hands. You've got to make this choice. You know both people. You're best placed. And then, two weeks later, Katie was in there and we were mildly flirting away, professionally, (laughs) professionally, of course, very professional. professional. But, you know, there's an undertone of like, there was a connection between us. And then after we did the two-week project together, we connected. So the serendipity there was the fact that John chose me, Mm. which meant that we got to meet each other. And I guess, was it chance? And also, you know, there's loads more factors in that, in that I applied to do that programme. This programme happens every year and I could have applied to do the programme the year before or the year after, not, mm. when, you were do, not when you were being course director. Mm. Um, I could have applied to do a different programme. And the fun part in the middle of the story was when we had a, we had a Saturday off working and all, the, and all these fun youth projects, there's an element of us as staff want a role model, humility. I would say. So we want to make fun of ourselves, do a talent show and sort of laugh about it. And there was this part where I needed to help Katie craft a fancy dress costume out of bin bags and temples. Yes, because we were covering the song Despacito, which our very clever friend had rewritten the lyrics to. She'd rewritten the lyrics to be about the programme and about us and about the kids. Um... And, uh, yeah, come on, everyone knows Despacito. Despacito. Yeah, that one. So that one. And then and in the middle of it, then Katie was helping me with her dance background and teaching. And I think this chemistry between us was also that we were, I was helping Katie and you helping me. But I don't know if that is an example of serendipity, is it? The talent show bit? No, the first bit of like you being placed and that decision happening. Whereas if it, you hadn't have done... Two and a half years later, who knows? So going back to the definition, the fact of finding interesting or valuable things by chance. See, my thing here is that there is an element of chance, but there's also a lot of things that had to fall into place in order for that to happen. So I had to apply to do that programme and you had to be course director. And I also had to... I had previously worked with the company and got gotten to know John. John had gotten to know the way I worked. So that was an important factor in John making that decision. Um, yeah, so there were, you know... Because there's, there's, there's human... It's not chance as in, 
like the lottery or like card games chance there's human elements to this as well yeah there's definitely an element of like proactivity and making things happen and I think that's why I'm dubious because I did some of those things to make that stuff happen if I had never worked for this company before I wouldn't have got that and then yeah yeah the conditions were good okay second story that's all right okay so this is my favourite monk on the aeroplane story. Monk on an aeroplane? Yeah, monk, <laughs> as in uh, monk. Okay. So I was going to... So I usually expect monks, but we will. they've got to travel, so we, we go with this. Monks do have to travel. <laughs> they travel well. Peacefully, I think. Yeah, they're probably very good for aeroplanes, you know, mm. if there was any, ever a situation. They're, they're going probably... through customs, lovely. They're like <laughs> quite obedient, aren't they? Are they quite obedient? As in... I think it depends on the person. Condemn- <laughs> I can't generalise, can we? No. But anyway, my point here with this story is that I was going to Thailand in search of spiritual well-being, mindfulness, inspiration, that kind of stuff. In when 2000, was this? 2013. So you, how old were you? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> you put That's me on the seven spot. Seven years ago. So seven years ago. 25. 25. 25. Oh, similar age to me. Yeah. So I was 25 and I was going out there for 10 days and I really set this... And at that time, I think I was getting into this idea of if we set intentions and we set clearly what we want, then they happen for us. A bit of proactivity, but they happen for us. And that was when I started to get into the idea of, I guess, all this secret stuff and the universe and ask what we want and it can happen. Mm. And I said I want to get into meditation. Mm -hmm. And 10 days in, flight tomorrow... I hadn't done any meditation on this course and I hadn't learned on meditation. Mm. So I felt a bit... Can I ask what you were doing on the course? If you'd gone out there to do like meditation but then weren't... What what was this course? Uh, it was the Awesomeness Fest retreat. So it oh. was like... It was like for social... Uh, like I guess entrepreneurial people who were interested in making the world a better place. Cool. And yeah, there was, there was talks, wellness things, um, some about entrepreneurship, some about how we make a different society, 250 people from all over the world. Wow. It was very cool. And where in Thailand? Is this a beach? Phuket. 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 Um, quite a fancy little situation. Bit of a private island thing going on. Gosh. But I, I sort of lived very frugally for like five years, being self-employed and stuff, and this was like a bit of a treat. Okay. Like it didn't cost loads of money, but it felt like a treat to take yeah. me out of even living in London, but living very basically, and then going to this paradise world. Yeah. So it was quite cool. Okay, so you had a 10-day awesome fest. Yeah, bit of travelling after it, I think. And it was cool, met amazing people. And then after it, I was getting on the plane thinking, I really thought I wanted to get into meditation. Hmm. And I didn't. Got on the aeroplane, sat in my seat. I like to have a little chat with the person next to me, check in with them. I'm going to be with them for nine hours. Who was I sat to? None other than a monk. Not just any monk, British guy on his way back to the UK. And we had, what did we have? Probably about an hour and a half chat about why he became a monk, how long he's been a monk, what the practices of Buddhism and meditation. Wow. And then he said, here's my iPod. Knock yourself out for nine hours or how long it was. Listen to some recordings about meditation. Wow. So I ask you, Katie Reese, <laughs> is this chance or is this serendipity? Mm, interesting one. I mean, you're very, uh, you're a very chatty guy, aren't you? You always like to have a little chat with the person next to you. Yes, I do. I'm very polite. 
<laughs> I don't think that's the definition of polite. I think that's the definition of uh, chatty. Well, if I'm on a train or a plane and I sense the person could be interesting, it's nice to meet a person because you never know who you need to meet. Yes, and some life. of the conversations that you've told me that you've had with people from helping people to knit on the train to colouring with kids. Oh my God, that's a great story. All of that. You've yeah. had some great experiences, haven't Cause you? Because these things happen. Like when I was on the way at my brother's uh, stag do and I was I had to hand make hats what do you call them for dwarfs elves smurfs snow white and the seven dwarfs seven dwarfs so we were all dressed as seven dwarfs but so i all gave these myself guys gonna be dressed up as dwarfs, dwarfs. and yeah. what was your brother snow, snow white. white of course he was <laughs> but then like i gave myself this typically demanding deadline creatively to hand make 12 hats out of material and I'd made six of them, and I thought, I'll do the last six on the train, Gosh. up against it, hand-sewing them. But what the chances, two elderly ladies sat on in my little square seat, and they both loved sewing. <laughs> they said, could we help you? I said, that would be lovely. Aww. I bought them a cup of tea in return. Aww. Bought them both a cup of tea. And they said, please don't. I said, I'd love to. Bought them a cup of tea. <laughs> they were teaching me about cross-stitching and stronger things. It was a one-night-only thing. It didn't need to be. But I'm like, that must be... I'd forgotten about this story. So you spent now. the train journey from London to Newcastle with Actually, two... to Liverpool, mates. To Liverpool with two old ladies. Oh, like me, so I'll help you sew that. <laughs> <laughs> were, they, were they Liverpoolians? I can't remember, but sounds better. <laughs> <laughs> and you all sat there nattering away, knit and natter. Knit and natter. You went but like so those kind of experiences are when I believe in serendipity. Mm. I think that's better than the other two stories. Mm. And what are the chances that... Yes, high chance, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. What are the chances? And you arrived with all all 12... How many dwarfs are there? <laughs> <laughs> with the 12 of us. The 12. All 12, 12 hats, hats yeah. done? We had like 45 minutes to go. We just wow. chatted at the end. It was lovely. Wow. But they were good. They were really good. I mean, I think the message from this, and this is definitely something that I've learned from you, from hearing all these stories, is just what you get from talking to people. Mm. You're very good at approaching people and starting conversations with them when you're on public transport often with them. Mm. But not in a very, not in a like, hello, my name's Andy and... I'd love to talk to you about this today, or I want to be to do meditation. Yeah, or you're very like gentle with it, and it's definitely made me aware of like when I sit on public transport now. I'm like, oh, who am I sitting next to, and what's their hmm? Um, sometimes I don't want to talk to anyone, but that's fine. Mm. But so that's something that I've definitely learned from you. Mm. But I think with that, because you're because you've started these conversations and you've started these interactions and in your body language as well, you're like open and mm. inviting conversation, then you get the benefits from it, mm. which was on the plane, learning about meditation and on that train, getting hats sewn for yeah. you. <laughs> great business, great project. So I think a really important part of it is the, the proactive element. There's... Yeah, mm. there's certain things which enable those mm. things by chance, in inverted commas, to mm. come about. And for me, it's always, thinking this aloud, but it's always, when you connect with people, like, what's the what's the common ground that could bring us together? Like, mm. what is that? And I think, 
I think part of it actually, like being self-employed for eight years now, I've had to like be better at networking and talking to people, and I've like got clients on trains and stuff. Yes, true. you know, I've like. So, do you want to tell the story about? This is turned to Andy story time session, isn't it? But this is a good story. Which story? So, Creators Club has been going for three years now, mm. and one person that's been really involved with it. How did you meet this person? This is super rad, isn't it? so yeah I do chat to people on trains all the time or not just went everywhere but um yeah I was I think I'd finished running a training workshop somewhere in the country and got myself a cup of tea not as good as this cup of pucker tea by the way just as a little update it's beautiful Can we have a little give it a smile it's delicious lovely for a Sunday afternoon if ever there's a time for this tea it's a Sunday afternoon good it's still warm as well not gone cold yet even though we're a little minutes in. Anyway, that was probably a breakfast tea on the train. So you got a breakfast tea, you were sat on the train. Yeah. And went to the cabin. Yeah, you went to the cabin. And what happened? We had a little chat. And I think I'm like, how are you doing? And I guess I always... The guy that was working there. Yeah, the guy that's working there. And I think sometimes I, I get a sense of either people are doing it as a part-time thing, mm. but it's just a little bit of a thing for them, or it's a full-time and it's their life. Mm-hmm. And I think if it's a part-time thing, I remember having a part-time job like that and I'm like there's more to these people than just that mm. typically mm-hmm. so I'm always like what's that extra thing that you're interested mm-hmm. in and this wonderful guy Raj told me a bit about what he was interested in and then I told him about Creators Club about the youth work I do about helping entrepreneurial people blah 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 and he said I'd love to come to one of your events sometime mm. and then the week later he was on a train from Birmingham to London a and week later. A week later. He was there, I am there and I'm committed. Not just as a, not just as a working on the tees. <laughs> no, but like so many people are. Um, and I guess I used to feel like that when I used to work in Tesco. So did he come to an Greatest Cup event? Yes, and more than that. I mean, this story could go on a long time. As in, there's a lot of elements to it. As in, he came to the event. He then came to six events in London. Yeah. He was then the first person to open up Creators Club in another city. Yeah. Outside of London. Yeah. In Birmingham. And now, what's his situation? Um, like he, he's running his own business now, and he's still involved in Creators Club now, and he's doing cool things. Yeah. And so that's three years later, isn't it? Yeah, and I guess those like moments of was it chance? I don't know. Like he he was looking for, like he was also looking for a way to contribute to something mm. to do with Birmingham and Wolverhampton, where he's from, and mm. like uplift that part of the city. And Creators mm. Club became a vehicle for him to do that. Mm. So he was looking for that. Um, I was looking for support, mm. and we just connected, and there was like a like-mindedness of. Um, mm. But I think what I was just trying to say about the the Tesco situation when I was in my early twenties, having a part-time job in Tesco. Um because I like wanted to do other things I didn't want people to look at me and think I'm just person stacking shelves Mm -hmm. there's a lot more to me Mm -hmm. so I think when I see people whether they're in an uber taxi or they are in Tesco I'm like what else is there to you whether it's dancing or whether it's whatever like we're so like multi-dimensional humans Mm -hmm. so I guess when I'm traveling I'm like what what is there that we can uncover connect connect on Mm. And and all of this has led to some great, yeah, great things. Yeah, and it keeps happening. happening. It keeps happening. So, if serendipity is the fact of finding interesting or valuable things by chance, um, and you evidently believe in it, believe in it. Yeah. 
and I'm on the fence. On the fence, yeah. Um, I think that's a no. <laughs> I think it's like I do not still believe in it. I want more evidence. <laughs> But it's... Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Be honest. Okay, scale of 1 to 10. Every time we play this game, I have to remind Katie which is end of the spectrum because we get confused. Yeah. Okay, this time, let's say 10 is I fully believe in serendipity yeah. and 1 is don't believe it at all. Where are you? Oh, four? Four. You're saying that was like a weird mouth expression. So I'm closer to not believing. Are you maybe a three? Wow, I'm, I think I'm a four. Oh, you're a four. Four's good. Wow, and if you're listening, maybe you want to answer that question. Yes, what to what extent do you believe in serendipity, mm. and also from like the experiences that you've had? Because I think that's a really important part. Like living it, when you see proof in your own life, it helps you to believe in something, whatever it is. If you really have lived it, then you can wholeheartedly believe it. It's a lot easier too. Mm. Um, so. Yes, can I give you another definition? Yeah. (laughs) So I'm going to cast this back to... Just to say that mine was a Cambridge Oxford Dictionary, so yeah, what are you going to hit us with? I'm going to hit you with the front page of... (laughs) So if you go on Google, after serendipity, I've got the same one as you, by the way, and then I go to the origin of English language, and I'm going to go back to 1754, coined by Horace Walpole, haven't known much about... Horace Walpole, but suggested in The Three Princes of Serendip the title of a fairy tale in which the heroes were always making discoveries by accidents and sagacity. Is that how you spell sagacity? I don't know. Sorry, not how you spell it, how you say it. I'll honestly say I've never heard of that word. (laughs) I've messed this up now. Of things they were not in quest of. So I'll say that again. We're always making discoveries by accidents and sagacity of things they were not in quest of interesting because i think it's so it's like discovering something that you didn't set out to discover yes which your auntie and uncle both coming from a science background Mm. joked yesterday well that's probably most of science discoveries um Mm. which i'm not really a scientist myself but i do know that a lot of science was discovered by not discovering that you know yeah i guess in this example like i didn't get on that train Thinking, I want to discover. I want to discover the perfect I person. I need to find two people to, yeah, to sew my hats. Yeah, and or <laughs> find the person behind the tea or the monk on the aeroplane. Yeah, I wasn't in quest of that. <laughs> Getting on the plane, like a I'm in quest. Is it you? Are you a monk? <laughs> <laughs> Can you sew hats? The, the train. Hello, <laughs> everyone on the train. I am in search of two sewers needed. <laughs> Is that how you say it? Two sewers. Can you sew? I guess you would if you were. I've got like an ambulance. Some dwarf hats here. <laughs> what do they say if someone's a medic on an aeroplane? Yeah, they do say that's that. That's a serious situation, it's isn't it? It's a bit different. You can't it? do that of like, we've got a Geordie lad who is on his way to a stag do in Liverpool and he needs two people to help him sew the hats. Can we have two volunteers to cabin? Do you call it a cabin? No, what do you call an aeroplane? Uh, train? A carriage. Carriage B, please. Two ladies pop up. We've got <laughs> your back. Can you imagine? All right, miss, I've got this. Sit down. We'll take it from here. <laughs> I'd love that though. We've got it, same worry. They were so they were so nice though. They were just but they love doing it. This is what I think about life is when people genuine when people genuinely love doing things, they're more grateful. Like, they're almost grateful of the opportunity. Yeah. It's not like cuz I feel like oh, I feel bad asking, but when I know people genuinely love it, 
it's a win-win mm. reciprocal benefit type thing. Mm. And because I, because they and because they offered first, but I must say I did do it in a kind of way of like I noticed they were like above the age of sixty, <laughs> and I sort of like had all this material cloth lying about there, and I was like. I didn't sort of say, oh, no, how am I going to do this by the time I get to Liverpool? But I was sort of, you know, making it really clear what was going on. Enact a scene or something that you'd be prepared. Yeah. If it didn't work with the table, stand up in the whole carriage. Oh, no! How am I going to get these done? If only someone would help me! I don't think you would have got any help. I wouldn't have got help there. No. 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 Because I'd have been trying too hard, right? You would have been really trying too hard. People and that's not serendipity because serendipity isn't something you try hard with. You've got to like get into the ebb and flow. By chance. By chance. Was it chance? So the next question is how do we increase the by chance element of serendipity? Because mm. I, I, which I think we were already talking about, but I do think that, um, yeah, a lot of this is about attitude. It's about certain actions that one does in order to make that happen. Um having an open mind being proactive in certain areas but I think the interesting thing is you don't know what's going to enable that future thing um and I had a really interesting conversation with a guy at creators club who knew business was creating some shoes so they're white shoes which kids can then um, colour and draw on oh, yeah. and design themselves um, so they've got their own personal styled shoes and it was about enabling them to be creative hmm. um, and obviously sometimes kids draw on walls and that's not a great thing to do <laughs> parents get annoyed at that but if you can then channel that into like well look like draw on these shoes um, hmm. and not just on paper Uh, I think it's a really fun idea. But he was saying how previous to starting this business, he was a teacher with kids. Mm. And he was saying he would... He never expected to be where he was now, creating this business in which the target audience is children and the parents of children. But it's as a result of him teaching that he has this understanding of um, kids and the energy. And sometimes they need to give that energy to something mm. and they want to be creative and how they can express that in a novel in a different way. Um, and he was just like, yeah, I, I'd never thought that I would end up doing this business, but evidently his past experiences were really important to where he was now. Mm. And then again, you could say, again, in 10 years time, you don't know where he's going to be or what he's going to be doing, but undoubtedly his teaching experiences his experience of found, finding founding this business starting this business will give him ideas and knowledge and expertise mm. to help him in whatever he will be doing um so i think that's something really lovely about life <laughs> <laughs> in that even if and i'm definitely thinking about this for myself being 26 and not totally sure like what I want to do in inverted commas um or what my you know what I want to be doing when I'm 35 and I think a lot of mid-20s feel this way Mm. um but trying to just remind myself that I'm sure that whatever I learn from whatever I'm doing now 
as long as I'm enjoying it now and I'm making the most of whatever it is now, then I will for sure learn things which will help me in the future, Mm. whether that's to know what I do or don't want to do or just give me experience or knowledge. And I think that's always really reassuring. Um, But that's... Mm, That's cool. And I guess to... Do you want to say what you are enjoying now? What are some things you're enjoying now? Yeah. Like outside of worky stuff, what are you enjoying? (laughs) Um, You made a crossword yesterday. Did you enjoy that? Yeah, that was fun. So I had to spend send a spanner home to my dad. <laughs> and I thought this is a really boring parcel to open just a spanner. So I set about making a crossword for my mum and dad to do and That's decorated cute. it and had like clues relating to our family in there. Cool. Um, I was getting yeah. mixed up between a crossword and a word search, but a crossword's the one where you have oh, six across and eight down and all that. And clues, it? yeah. Clues. So I really enjoyed I enjoyed that. Yeah. Nice. And what else? What else have you been enjoying? I have been enjoying yoga and uh meditation I find beneficial. Mm. Um sometimes difficult, sometimes challenging in the moment, but it's always beneficial. So, you know, there's a element of do I enjoy that or mm. does it bring me satisfaction afterwards and benefit me in other ways? Um this week's been about routine Mm. so we've been working really hard at getting into a routine haven't we where we've got up about half seven started the activity for the day about half nine after a run or some exercise or nine actually i think for me or nine probably more nine then had lunch one till two and then stopped about five or six maybe we've had something in the evening like a phone call or um but trying to be more disciplined with because my work and I mean it's we're recording this Sunday today but I, I, I was working yesterday running a workshop and some of my work can go on a lot later so I've been trying this week to pull it back into more of a nine to six ish routine although it doesn't always work like that yeah but we've been tired today haven't we yeah we had a slow morning partly because we had another, we had an afternoon full workshop on Saturday, and then Saturday evening, friends, um, family Zoom call to catch up over dinner. But then we just enjoyed staying up quite late and watching, um, yeah. what were we watching last night? Did we watch something? Afterlife. Oh yeah, we were watching Afterlife on with Netflix. Ricky Gervais. You were quite new to Ricky Gervais's. Yes. It's quite a series. A nice little series. Quite emotional. Yeah. And funny. Yeah. It's a combination of crying a little bit and then laughing, laughing a lot. and then just finding it quite cute and quaint. Yeah, well, it is very... And there's definitely parts of it that can be quite deep and triggering and emotional and stuff. Yes. Yeah. I think... So we've watched a few Netflix things, but by far the best one that we... I would recommend to everybody to watch, if you've got Netflix, is one called Self Made, mm. which is about this woman who uh, was the first black female millionaire in the states so it's set in 1910 around that time and it follows the life of this woman who um creates she's gone from a washerwoman um who had a violent who was in a violent relationship to then um starting basically being an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. and starting her business about hair care products for uh, black women and she just goes from one strength to the next and it's got sassy music in it mm. the costumes are great i love a period drama 
the sass is I can't get enough of that sass she's just so like empowering mm. woman like I'm doing this I'm doing it my way like you're obviously a white woman but do you get um inspired by seeing women do that like seeing women with that sass and presence and power yeah I- I'm trying to think about whether I find it more empowering than seeing a man do that and probably mm. um but I think it's also more that she's a black female woman mm. particularly at that time when it was yeah. um very oppressed and part of the the topics within the program within the series is about how she confronts this issue and she goes into a conference which is for black male mm business men ran ironically by a white male man Mm. um and she's like you know women should have as much um should be uplifted as much as black men um because it's about uplifting us all Mm. not just um black men it's about you know Mm. uplifting all of us Mm. and that's i think that's the very 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 you know, powerful in what she says. Yeah. So by far, yeah. that is one of the best things I've seen in quite a while. Actually, Grip by, yeah, yeah. And it's and it's a, it's got the sort of underdog story kind of narrative to it, but it's told in such a mix of like the history and heritage mm. to help you really understand what life was there and where the oppression was and what it might have been like to even to navigate through that. Yeah. But then modernized with like fun music yeah. to kind of bring it up to like 21st century filming techniques and stuff. It's yeah. so cool. Yeah. It's really good. We love that. Uh, <laughs> something we didn't love. Let's tell something we didn't love. What didn't we love? Oh dear, we've started a few, haven't we? Tiger King. I'm getting at here. Oh yes. So everyone's raving about Tiger King, loving yeah. Tiger King, and it got to number one on Netflix. Yeah. But we watched the first... 20 minutes? 20 minutes. And we grimaced at the first four we and did. we're like, are we watching this? Yeah. And it's about this, if anyone doesn't know, it's about this guy in America who keeps, um, who breeds and keeps big cats for um, people to come and watch and look at, observe and enjoy, like a kind of touristy thing. Mm. Um, And also a big part of his thing is like cuddling them and he can be like, yeah, I just get to like, Mm. they just like to affectionately lick my face yeah. <laughs> with their big cat tongues and it's really weird yeah I'd give it like a 2 out of 10 yeah. like it's only not a 1 because it's a bit intriguing like oh it's like you don't see that stuff every day but I don't know how people are getting through all the series but people what story yeah, is. people are loving it yeah 4 it's episodes is it 4 episodes it's not a serious so. thing isn't it no but 4 yeah. episodes anything one more what else have we enjoyed um, what have you enjoyed We enjoyed the nest, didn't we? Was yes, it nest? Was BBC. that was on BBC. That was tough. Gosh, that was tough. That was tough <laughs> for me, though, wasn't it? This was hilarious. So the nest is very gripping. It moves very quickly, and it's set in Glasgow, and it deals with some very big topics about poverty and the power of um, the potential power of or perceived power of very rich people, and uh, some social issues and about also surrogacy mm. big topics um and there were times when andy i've never seen andy like this but he gets squirming so tense watching oh, I it do. he'd stand up and he'd go and pause it so that we could discuss it and he'd be stood there with his arms crossed against against his body like all squirmed up like gosh i just don't know what's going on like how can they <laughs> and i'd be like breathe 
relax it's okay it's so like it's i mean it was i mean the music tense and it's yeah. all like super fast pulls you win but like i guess i watched afterlife of ricky gervais and just watched it and thought this is deep yeah. but i didn't i guess connect to it in the same way you did and you oh, yeah. you laughed cried laughed cried yeah full tears <laughs> whereas in the nest i was so tense and i was like this is emotionally yeah. gripping i was yeah. like my stomach was like i mean partly of was empathy for the girl but then for them and just not knowing what was going to happen and yeah <sighs> so if you want some tv recommendations yeah. self-made yeah 100 percent. yeah don't miss it 10 out of 10 the Nest, if yeah. you like something that's gripping. BBC. It's good on that on BBC. Yeah. Uh, Tiger King, no. skip it. <laughs> no. And we're on Afterlife now. We've just seen series one, so... Afterlife is good, but uh, be warned there's references to suicide and depression in it. Yeah. So it's... Uh... Yes. Um, but with also some, some laughter in there as well. Yeah, Ricky Gervais does well to sort of bring lightness to some topics, but he also addresses some very serious topics. So. Yeah. Yeah. So the last question that we want to kind of leave you with on this serendipity, mm. have I been convinced with serendipity? I think I'm still dubious. I think I'm still a four. I think that uh, an important element is continuing to be proactive in life and... Uh, not sitting in your ass and letting things happen completely by chance because I don't think then it will happen. Yeah, it's true. I think you need to have the right attitude and be open. Open yeah. heart and mind. Mm. Open by heart and mind. That's what uh, we were talking about. And yourself on serendipity? 10 out of 10. <laughs> Believe it, live it, love it. And there's times probably that I don't, I forget to allow it as in, because I think for serendipity to work in your favour, you've got to have a clear... Well, not even a hundred percent clear vision of what you want, but you've got to have things in your life that you want. Mm. Whether I want these hats made, or I want to learn about meditation, or I want to succeed in business, or I want to help the community I live in, whatever it is, you've got to have this willingness to do something, mm. and then you've got to allow situations around you mm. to be the solution, mm. and not always think that I have to have all the answers and I have to do everything. Mm. You know. So I think that's when, um, even though I do believe it, I sometimes don't act that way because I try to control too many things. And I mm. think too much control is the enemy mm-hmm. of serendipity. Mm. Interesting. Too much to control. End. Not no control, but too much because then we are not allowing. Yeah. We are thinking, like, I've got to sew all these. I'm stitching real hard, like going really fast when I just need to look up and see my friends there willing to bust out of the knit needle and jump in good so to what extent do you believe in serendipity have you had examples of it in your life and um yeah do you think that we what do you need to make what do you need to have to make serendipity happen if you believe in that um and please give us some if you have any recommendations for topics you'd love us to explore yeah it's great it's been so wonderful getting feedback over the past two weeks from people who have been listening and what they've been enjoying. Um, thanks, Shauna, for, for commenting. Um, and we've had some nice messages from people like Johnny mm. and Terence in South Africa. Mm. Yes, Terence is enjoying the sun, the sunshine and sea in South Africa, but tuning in, and which is wonderful to have people. We just passed our 100 listener 
100 listeners mark, didn't we? Yep, so we've so. had 100 listeners lessons over the first two episodes, which is quite incredible when... Yeah. Um, We're just hanging out here in lockdown and... Yeah, it shows what you can do, doesn't it? It does show what you can do. So, yeah, we are going to keep carrying on attempting to talk wisdom and a bit of waffle in between. Yeah. And we hope you love it or like it or it brings a little bit of joy to your day. And uh, follow, follow us, us on... on Instagram. We say together, <laughs> please follow us at wisdom or... Waffle. <laughs> get it right katie <laughs> and yeah let us know any feedback or thoughts for next topics yeah and in the meantime have a lovely week um have find out find what's good for you in terms of uh, routine or balance or getting fresh air eating good food and mm. um contemplating serendipity indeed and making it happen so i uh, love to you all thank you for listening and speak to you soon bye bye